and welcome to the very first Viper Podcast. First I one. I am Sam. I'm Dane. So uh, we are going to sort of go through uh, the timeline of Viper, but Dane, give me just a brief summary of what you want to do with this podcast. Yeah, so kind of like the, the layout I would like to do is what I was just telling Alex. I want, first of all, the problem that I ran into when I was starting up was there is a ton of entrepreneur podcasts out there. Andy Frisella's, uh, you have, uh, who's that? Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, but they're telling you their story when they've already made it. And they leave out a lot of the super informative crumbs that would have helped me in the starting days that I wish I knew. So that's what I want to use this podcast for is we're only two and a half years in and I remember everything that we've gone through and how we started. And I want to talk about those those things that that people miss out. The super informative stuff. Mm-hmm. What did we go through in the beginning days? When did we start bringing employees on? How did we pay for them? Did we pay them? That's uh, you know? that's good because I got I got all that stuff written down across three pages of notes, and this is just for uh, the early days. Beautiful. So, and when I say early days, we're talking early, early days. Yeah, like before Viper. So, all right, we'll start off with the easiest possible question off the bat. So how did Viper start? I, I kind of want to take it before that. Before that? I want, so I want to take it like pre-Viper to like the startup days. So there's like projects that I've worked okay. on that so like pre. So I've actually I've, got that question on here too, uh, which is like, so what was the like pre-Viper? What was pre-Viper Dane doing? So I, well, first I'll give you guys a little background of like where I'm at now. 27 years old, uh, went to uh, UW Oshkosh for college, graduated in 2018. Um, And while I was in college, I actually had a few different app projects that I worked on. So the first one being um, was, it was called Share. So it's called Share App. And this was like the summer going into, into college. And I had this idea of like combining all social media apps into one app. And it wasn't for really any idea behind it. Like, I'm like, that'd be so sick to have all these social media apps into mm-hmm. one app. And this was like, uh, what year was this? I'd say 2014 or 15. Okay. And I presented the idea to my dad and he loved it. And he's like, this is cool. Like, and you're watching social network and stuff like this. You ever mm-hmm. watch that movie? Yep. You're like, holy shit, this could be the next Facebook. And uh, he's like, find a dev company, development company. And to start developing it. Cause obviously I didn't know how to do it and I didn't want to go to school for it. So I found this company in Texas and the first payment, they're like, yeah, we can do it for 20 grand. Okay. 17 years old and went to my dad, like, Hey, it's gonna be 20 grand. And I remember it vividly. He's like, I'll help you out, but either you're doing this or you're going to college. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> What what are we gonna do? Yeah. So obviously we went with the app project. I'm like, you never know. Like, yeah. let's take a risk. I don't really want to go to college, so let's see if this works. And if it doesn't, we'll figure out figure out what happens. Um, so he invested half of it, ten thousand dollars, and I invested the oh. other half. So think of that right out of the gate. You're 17 years old, taking ten thousand dollars from your dad and ten thousand dollars of your own money. You're 20k deep into mm-hmm. this project already. You have no idea what what's gonna happen. And uh, long story short, like. The project was taking long and it wasn't getting anywhere. And in order to make money to pay for this thing, I worked 
up north with my buddy and we waited and bartended to make meets end. And then at the end of the day, so we would work from like noon to like 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And end of the day, we would go uh, back home. He would either go work out and I would go back home and go to work. So it was like always working on things no matter what time of day it was mm-hmm. for this like project that you have no idea what it's even for. So, and how did they have turn out? It didn't work out. No? So, no. First failure. So like that's that's what I want to talk about is like these – it wasn't just Viper came in and it's like full steam ahead. No, I know. That, like, just, like, that's what I'm asking literally. about. Literally. So like um, it failed. So It failed com- like just tanked all 20K down the toilet, gone, nothing in return. Yeah. Not, no money back from this dev team at all. They went bankrupt. They went bankrupt. Company went bankrupt. Um, and obviously now I have to owe my dad back that money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And plus I want to go to college. Yeah. So <laughs> – I bartended even more and in the summer up in Sturger Bay, you've been there. And in the winter time, I worked at my dad's facility as a machine operator mm-hmm. just to make me meets end to pay, pay him back and yeah. to get money for college. Um, but yeah, app didn't work out at all. Um, and now you're 17 years old. All your friends are going to college and you apply to UWO, you get accepted, but you're still in debt, and pretty much took it from there. Wow. You know? So okay, so you, you know, the the app goes belly up, right? What is like? What are some things you learned from it off the bat? Like, is there anything you could have done, or was was that scenario entirely on the dev company? Um. Well, first of all, is it like I was premature into business like mm-hmm. you I had no idea about anything literally I thought that you could just develop an app put it on the app store and start making money right away like there was no business plan behind it there was literally nothing so that was the first mistake it's just like my lemonade stand yeah yeah, yeah right an experience you know yeah. you don't have any experience and then um but I would say the key takeaway of that is like which I'm sure we'll talk about a lot in like future podcasts when you're working on something you don't like all that time I put in on it, like designing the app, putting the concept behind it, building a business plan for it. In those times, in those early days, you will feel like everything you're doing, you don't know what you're doing it for or you don't see a result for it. But all that's doing is cultivating like that knowledge and that skill and that experience for the future. And like that's the key takeaway of that. So it's pretty important to, to go and try something even if regardless of if you fail. Absolutely. You have to you have to go and do the things that like you don't see a return for, over and over and over and over again. I can absolutely attest to that. Yeah, you have experience with yeah. it with video side of things. Yeah, you know all the projects that you do that you spend countless hours on, and you end up you finishing have to it. S- screw up a handful or miss deadlines on some or whatever it might be in order to learn that like if you want to get better or you want to get good, you want to get to that next level. Like you have to. You know, 100%. like figure it out. Hundred um, percent. So then that was, I'd say, to give people a timeline, that was 2014. Okay. Ish, 17, eight, 18 years old maybe, and that was a, a year going into college. Okay. Um, so, so real quick, just I'm because I'm curious, like how fast was that turnover rate between like, all right, dev company, like let's let's do it, gun ho, and then it was like. 
Oh yeah, that's that's dead. Probably like I'd say a year. It was it, it was, was a year. Of so time. yeah, extremely wow. long replies. It would take weeks to hear back from them. Um, every time they would update us, it would be like meh, like no advancements. The design sucks still. It was super shady. Like I I think we got robbed. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like okay, we're stupid. I didn't do my research. Then they went bankrupt. You try to search them and they're gone. Yeah. You try to email them. You get a kickback saying that the email is no longer. You try to call them. Phone's been disconnected and you didn't have their address or location. What are you going to do? Yeah. You have to eat it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's truly nothing you can do at that position to try to get your money back. You're just, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 2014, 17 years old, have at least one failure under the belt. Nice. So it's like, right. Good start. It's, yeah. but you need those, yeah. you know, um, cause you learn a lot of stuff from it. So like all this stuff cultivated and helped Viper in some way, shape or form for the future. Okay. So we're going into college. Um, got accepted to, to UW Oshkosh, um, because it's where a lot of my friends were going mm-hmm. and Madison was kind of liberal. Didn't really want to go to Madison. <laughs> so then went to UW Oshkosh and, um, I want to kind of touch base on college. Sure. I actually don't have any college experience. So, I mean, that, I went to a tech, a tech school, which I wouldn't qualify as like a formative, uh, as a formal education. But it is. Tech school is 100%. I, that's okay. what I, ha- I have in here. So, like, if you go to college, that's fine, but understand the reason why you're going. If mm-hmm. you're just going to party and, like, hang out with friends – I would definitely sit down and reconsider and evaluate why you're actually going there. Um, because as you'll find out, I soon realized that pretty quickly because that's what I went there for. And I quickly switched mm-hmm. and was like, holy shit, this isn't for me. Like I need to get myself together. But uh, tech colleges, I think are a great opportunity, especially now. I would agree. I think, well, especially for the, like um, for some of the blue collar crafts, I think are, are way better. Yeah. It's like a really good option. Like like a lineman. Yeah. Like a lineman, 100%. electricians, truck drivers. Nobody's going for that stuff anymore. <laughs> they should be. Yeah, right. So Cuz like, they they pay well and they're needed. You could get Yeah, you could get a a lineman degree in 2 to 3 years yeah. and right out of college you're making 60, 70, 70 grand starting. Some of those Somebody should have told me that. I might not have been doing video, <laughs> yeah. Well, then you're on call on a weekend at yeah. 2 in the morning on Saturday. But still, whatever. I mean, it's it's part of the job. better than going to school for eight years and then having 250K in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, so I went to college. Um, pretty much I went there to kind of have fun. I feel like that's what everybody kind of does because okay. you're in high school. You're, you, you don't have any obligations. You know, you still live with your parents. You don't have a job. So you're just kind of, like, going with the flow. Which was fine. Went to college and just let it all out. You know, freshman year, you go there, party, and have fun. And, like, which I'm grateful for because then I didn't continue to do it the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I just got it out that one year. So all freshman year, like, I still had. Wild Dane. Yeah, literally. Like, just just whatever. Let, let it out. But that helped me quickly discover what I really wanted. And I snapped out of it, like, immediately. Like, mm-hmm. I'd say – Towards the end of freshman year is when it like switched where I'm like, I don't want to do this. Every night's the same. I don't have any money, but I'm going out spending it like I do. And, you know, I'm trying to impress people that I really don't care about Mm -hmm. or care what they think about me. So like, 
right there, typically you can go one of two ways. You can keep going and keep partying, or you can like take a step back and be like, okay, this isn't what I want to do. That's what I did. So I'm like, I pulled back. Thankfully, I still had all the code from share from the app. They sent it over. Long story short is garbage still, but like I still had, I still had the code and what I did was I found this local developer in Appleton that uh, I met through like some networking classes or courses or entrepreneur classes. Okay. And which is super rare around here. I mean, you know, Wisconsin, there's not much developers. You're like pretty tough sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So found him, built a relationship with him and his team and gave them the code. They're like, it's workable. It's going to cost a lot of money, but like, I still had this project and this passion for it. And we kind of tweaked the idea and it switched from share app to something called Pixie P Y X S E E. And that was my first mistake of that name. Yeah. (laughs) How do you spell that? So I'm like, Hey Sam, download Pixie. You're like, fuck do you spell that? Yeah. You know? So that was, that was a huge mistake there. So this is sophomore year, beginning of sophomore year. Um, I, I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't have any money. I like was just kind of floating through life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing fine in all my classes, going for finance and IT. But I'm like, there's got to be something more. And I still had that entrepreneur spirit from my dad because he gave me that opportunity to taste what like being your own boss and like mm-hmm. doing your own project is like. So still had the app, built a relationship with this development team and they gave me like a bill for what they think it's going to be. And it's like 40 grand to like revamp the entire thing to come with this big plan of like, Hey, this is how we can tweak it. Yeah. Let's move into like the, the parental side of things. Yeah. So they're like all apps in one. And what this, what this app will do is track how much time you're spending on social media. And I'm like, Holy shit, this is pretty cool. Like, this is a good idea. Because I would go into like uh, these big lecture halls mm-hmm. and you have the teacher teaching and you have all these kids just like this. Before class, it's silent. Kids like this texting when I'm like, you have 150 kids next to you. Why are you guys not talking? Yeah. You know, everyone's just spending all this. This yeah. is right when social media was coming up. So like this could be a great app to turn into like the parental side of things and like personal self-control. So we renamed it Pixie. Now the whole concept behind it would be um, controlling your social media usage and parents could, the monetization side of it was parents could pay to like track their, their kids time. Okay. So they, they presented this idea and I'm like, that, that's a great idea. And again, I didn't want to party or anything. So I started doing something called pitch competitions. So like you can go, they had these entrepreneur pitch competitions at school where you could present in front of, front of judges so there'd be like three to four judges. You'd present your idea with a whole PowerPoint pitch in front of 50, anywhere from like 25 to 100 people. Okay. And you would go against other other competitors. And if you if the judges voted that you had the most promising business idea, then you would you'd win hmm. the suit. And I'm like, and it's all it's all a grant too, so you can write that all off. Yeah. And you get money without having to give up any equity. So. Once I found that, I'm like, dude, I'm going to invest all of my time and energy in designing the most like clean pitch deck ever. And I'm going to get my shit together and present this pitch like it's the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. And I started off with the first one. I remember it, it was for a thousand dollars. 
I had practiced every single night, every single time I was walking home from class, and I go there, crushed the pitch, and I ended up taking last. And this girl that won was like a sweatshirt company, and it was like my first. Oh it was like my first, like, what do you want to like disappointment almost. You know, your first that was your first well, like, disappointment. You lived a pretty good life true, up there. But 18, like, 19. disappointment of like, wow, yeah, I crushed it. You know, I have all this time and money invested in this, and this girl with the sweatshirt idea that has like a thousand dollars in sales. I think that's why she did it, or that's why she won, is because she actually proven sales. I didn't have any sales. I just had a cool idea. Mm-hmm. So she wins it, and it was like my first big disappointment of like, why didn't I win that? Call my dad, just like ball like out of the way home. I'm like, just like piss inside, go home and get back to work. Like literally revised what I did wrong, took what she did and made it even better. Um, but I continued to do these pitch competitions over the summer, every weekend, every month while everybody else is partying. Okay. And this is like sophomore year of college, like prime time of like building your friend group. Mm-hmm. Like you got to go to these frat parties and do all this shit. And I was inside studying or uh, practicing my pitch. So long story short with with that, continued to do pitch competitions throughout all sophomore year and ended up winning one called the Culver's Business Pitch Competition. So Craig Culver mm-hmm. of Culver's holds one for 25 grand. The winner gets 25, no, winner gets 10 grand, then the next gets like seven and a half, next gets five, whatever it was. I went there and killed the pitch like crush it probably 100 150 people in the stands like it's nerve-wracking going before all in front of those people but like when you present something so many times it's like ingrained in your head yeah um ended up winning the 10 grand this was a huge like pivotal point in my like business knowledge career i guess you could say okay won the pitch competition and three of the five judges contacted me after to invest 150 grand in the business this is end of sophomore year 19 years old maybe no 20 i don't know okay 19 20 ish and getting an investment from like three notable investors in the wisconsin area for 150 grand so like right there you're pretty big it even just the knowledge behind it you Mm -hmm. learn about uh different business formations like we had to go from an llc to a c-corp a delaware c-corp to Better, for better taxes. Like mm-hmm. there's uh, something called the Wisconsin WEDC. There's like tax credits you can get when you take investments. There's, uh, I learned about like the investment structure of breaking down equity. So I owned 100%. Now taking on their money, I only own, earned or owned 75%. Mm-hmm. They got 10, he got five, he got six, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you learn all this shit that's like invaluable. Yeah. You know, like you can get taught that in class, and, it doesn't know, really make sense until doesn't. you actually do it. Yeah. Or actually, it's actually presented to you. Exactly. Yeah. Just like anything, you know? Yeah. Um, and it really hits hard when um, you lose all their money. <laughs> yeah. You know? So that that's that's kind of like, so you get 150 grand or whatever from these three investors. Um, and again, so I have a note on here that I actually do want to, I, I do want to point out that whole like side of the investment thing isn't isn't a brag so what it is is like it's 
I want to use that to show that like you can truly get anything or pivotal changes can be made in your life when you simply put the work in over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Literally, like when you are in the trenches and you're doing all this work and you literally see no returns, that's when you have to continue to go every single day. And you, you probably know it with all your video stuff. All those videos that you edited, that you thrown away, that you didn't do it, crafted your skill and your knowledge to be able to be the wizard that you are today. Yeah, I think it's, I think that is pretty much the like epitome of learning. If if you want to learn the fastest and quickest, the best way to do it is to get the experience. And regardless of if it's good experience or bad experience, it all adds up and like just pays back like dividends in like huge sums, right? Like you learn what not to do or you learn that like, you know, I mean, there are videos that I've done that it's like, yeah, it's really cool, but it's supposed to do this. Like it's supposed to get a different message across. It's like, okay, so like you can't do it that way. You know, it's just like you just learn from experience. And the fastest way I honestly think is if you fail, you can read all the books you want about it. You know, you can go out and actually try it, but until you put it into practice, I don't think you ever really know. Exactly. But like, it's such a simple concept, but people want this like get rich quick trick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like that's really why I want to emphasize the pre coming to Viper because there's so much shit that happened that has been so beneficial for Viper's quick growth. Mm-hmm. You know? Where if this would have been our first business, it probably would have failed. Mm-hmm. Because it would have been like all these other ones that it, that we didn't know. That you don't know how to run a business. Yeah. You don't know anything yep. with it. Um, but so so then we got this we got this investment um, of 150 grand. And another notable thing with that also is I treated it like my own money. So I want to touch base on taking investments in your company or thinking that your company needs investments at an early stage because more than likely it doesn't. What it needs is you to put your boots down on the ground and get to work. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have all the money to do the things that you that you wanna do, and that might be your answer right there. If you don't have the money to do it, maybe you shouldn't do it or you're not ready yet. Thinking that you get all this investment money from outside capital and you're giving up equity for your business, now you have this big sum of cash that you have no idea how to spend because you've never had it so before. So you you could potentially allocate it into the wrong spots or, you know, pour it into like app dev and have nothing left for marketing. Exactly what I did. Yeah. Exactly what I did. So I got 150 grand from these outside investors and I was pumping it into things that I thought I needed. Mm-hmm. But what I needed was for me to take a step back and brainstorm a game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and all that that 150 grand lasted I'd say over a year, year and a half maybe, and majority of it went to AppDev. Okay. Changing up an app. Changing up an app that was never released. Yep. Oh, this is good, but I kinda wanna tweak it here. Yeah. You know? And it's like if I would have just taken a step back and figured out what I truly wanted out of the business, I wouldn't have spent so much money on AppDev. Or I would have took a different approach. Like I look at if I didn't have that money, how would I have made that business evolve? 
is I would have found some college kid that knew how to yeah. dev and team up with him. Yeah. And have him build a prototype for me. So, okay, I have a couple questions going forward. So there's a really common concept in like especially in the dev world called like minimal minimal viable product, mm -hmm. which is basically you make you like you have the base idea and you release it before like it's a finished product. Like was that a thing when you were Absolutely. We're doing it. They beat the, they beat that to death. And so I took something called G Beta. It's actually a really cool course in Milwaukee. Okay. And G Beta is pretty much like your pre-investment stage where they teach you the lines of business, mm -hmm. what you should do, what you shouldn't do, how to set up your business plan, et cetera, et cetera. And that was their number one thing that I love that they beat to death was building out an MVP. Because everybody, like I said, wants to get this investment, yep. wants to build this product that they haven't even tested yet. Yep. And they build it out, they waste all this money, and nobody wants it. Yeah. So now you're in the hole, and you have a product that nobody wants, and a company that's out of cash. So how does that – so that is – a. I think it's a fairly new concept in business is like an MVP, right? Because if we go back further in like the American timeline – especially American, we're American, you know, that's where we're from. You see a lot of companies who develop stuff, you know, and like, like air fryers, like somebody came up with an air fryer first and was like, all right, this is going to market, you know, like how do like, how do those two ideas compete versus like a physical product? Mm -hmm. Like we offer, you know, at Viper versus like an MVP where it's like, we can't just offer somebody a nicer seat to add to a shitty chair, right? right. Like we have to offer them a full product. So how, right. like, how do those two competing ideas before we continue with this? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, sort of, how do you balance those two competing ideas when designing a business or designing a product? So that, so an MVP can be physical, you know? So like I take, like, look at what we're doing with the Loper right now. Mm -hmm. That's an MVP. Okay. You know? It's not something we're selling to the masses yet, but that's our internal use of research and development. We made it. It's not mm -hmm. the spec. It's not the par. We particled it ourselves. Like that's our MVP. So in the app world, an MVP would be how do you make the cheapest workable product? Okay. And have people test it. You know. Okay. So without spending all this all to, this cash on it. To sort of give some insight into Viper, you could say so not just the low pro. The low pro is a fully fledged product that is like right. a staple in our line at this yep. point. But you could say the robust uh, the robust light, robust steel light back in back when right. Viper started was one of the first models that no longer exists on our line anymore. You can't buy parts for it. Um, you can maybe buy a seat, you know, I, I, I wasn't even around then, right? So it's like, I've seen the models on the on old websites yeah. or on pictures like buried way within our Google Drive. <laughs> and it's like so like that in essence is a minimal viable product, even though it's it is a physical product that was invented, mm -hmm. you know, sort of, you know, not necessarily to bring to market, but that one was just a bad product. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one I don't think we built an MVP for and tested it how we should have. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that one was like we brought like what we launched was our MVP. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but so, so the robust deal light was an MVP for sure. It was a MVP and a product <laughs> that we launched. Yeah. Which which shouldn't have been. Um, so, but again, like you learn, you know, you take that minimal vial product, you know, the, the one that it works, 
the, you made the ideas cheap. were there. The big casters were there. The steel yep. steel ring was there. The thick seat, like all that stuff, is there in bare bones. Right. But then you guys took it and and built it out. I mean, that Correct. chair today looks nothing like what it looked like when you guys started. Exactly. I mean, from top to bottom. I mean, the quality today is significantly further, and that's actually something I'd love to go into how you go about increasing like product absolutely. quality over time but absolutely um but expanding off that and kind of going back to like the investment side of things too mm-hmm. um if you're just starting out i know this is a big trend in today's society is go and get money go and get funds raise your first seed round so seed round so it goes seed then like series a series b series c etc and it just the amount keeps increasing so everybody wants to go and raise like a seed round like I did, and I'm speaking on behalf of this from experience, you don't need money right away. And if you get money right away, you don't know how to spend it. Thankfully, I was raised in a way, and I had that first failure of losing my dad's body mm-hmm. to this where I knew how to spend money now. And I treated their money wholeheartedly as if it was mine. Okay. And stretching that 150k out over a year and a half is pretty good especially in app dev where typical app projects go for 150k starting Mm -hmm. just to get like a version built so like being able to piece that together while traveling on top of that while using the money for uh buying a website and other business expenses um a year and a half isn't bad for 150k Unfortunately, yes, it was lost, but like the amount of information and knowledge that was learned throughout that period mm-hmm. is probably worth millions, if not more. So if you're starting out, I highly recommend that you don't get money and don't give up equity in your business that you haven't even launched a product to yet because you don't know if it's going to work. Get Find a buddy that knows how to develop something. Find an engineer that you know that could build something out for you. You go to the local hardware store and piece something together. Get a prototype made for the cheapest amount of money and get feedback on it before you go and raise any money. Because last thing I want you guys to do is go and raise 150, 200, a million dollars and lose it all on a product that you don't even know what you're doing. Pretty bad. And you'll, it happens every day though. And you'll spend all this money on things that you think you need, but you don't need. And you're just spending it on things that society is telling you that you need to do. What you need to do is put your fucking boots down and find out how to do it for the cheapest way to start. Mm-hmm. Because what that's going to teach you is truly throughout the throughout the duration of your business is, do I really need it? Or is it a temporary thing that is shining in front of me? That I use almost every day with Dylan of buying new machinery, mm-hmm. buying more equipment. Do we, is this a, a temporary thing that we want now? Or can this wait till six months or maybe a year? Mm-hmm. Because now we're not spending somebody else's money. This is our money. Not only that, but if we spend this money, is that putting your job in jeopardy? Mm-hmm. Is that putting everybody else's job in jeopardy? And without having that knowledge, if we had a million dollars of investment, we would spend it like like it wasn't ours. Yeah. And now we're putting everybody in jeopardy. Yeah. So you probably don't need money. What you need is for you to put your head down and figure your shit out and work a little harder and work a little harder and do your research, you know? Damn. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I think all that is exceptionally important info. You know, I know I've heard you say it time and again, 
where like we've had discussions on long car rides where you're like, you know, I, I wouldn't take capital again, like in order to expand. And I think it's something that I respect a lot because it sort of takes like your vision and like distills it. And granted, you might be able to advance the timeline a little bit quicker or whatnot, but you also might not be. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, all of a sudden you're like, you know, the yeah. cart's in front of the horse and, and right. uh, there's no way to stop it on the way down the hill. So. Right. And now you have uh, a group of investments or in investors that are breathing down your neck. Sam, when is this coming? Sam, how'd that product launch go? Mm -hmm. Sam, when am I going to see my returns? Hey, can you update me? Like they're ruthless and I don't blame them because that's their money. Yeah. These guys worked their entire life to build this portfolio of cash and now they're giving it to you in hopes that you're going to return four, five, six X. If you lose their money, that sucks. Mm -hmm. And you go to bed with that every single night and it blows. And I know <laughs> because I do it. <laughs> but no, it's like, honestly, those three investors, if they ever do listen to this, like that, I told you many times, yeah. that is my goal in life is whether they're dead or alive is to pay their th those families back what they gave me in that beginning. Because like I said, that money and those opportunities are worth millions and millions and yeah. millions of dollars. Um, but like just to give a timeline and probably wrap this up because we're over 30 minutes is this was like this whole span. I would say now we're about like junior middle of junior year in college. Okay. First business, first business share failed, mm -hmm. kind of repicked back up in college on top of going for a finance degree in IT. Yep. Instead of going and partying with my friends, it was working day and night on this little side hustle, learning how to build a website, learning how to uh, do SEO, learning about Google, learning about uh, writing a business plan, speaking to investors, like learning about the diversity and breakdown of a corporation, how to divvy up taxes. You have your bylaws for a corporation. Like I knew this shit in sophomore year. Some people don't know this stuff when they have a business. Mm-hmm. And it's like that information I was forced to learn because you have investors sitting here, I'll give you your money, but you need to learn this stuff right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I'll do it. So you have all this temptation from your friends in college being like, hey man, we're going out to, we're going out. Hey, all these girls want to meet. Hey, there's a big party at this frat house. Hey, let's go do it. It's like, bro, you guys went out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like, yeah. I don't have money for this too. I don't want to do this the rest of my life. So I just like literally stuck my head into a tunnel and just went. Yeah, I think so. I think every episode I'd like to end on just like a piece of advice that like a tangible piece of advice that somebody could use like today or tomorrow. Like, sure, today was a shit day, right? Let's let's take this piece of advice and bring it into tomorrow. What is a piece of advice? So if we rewind the clock, okay, you wake up, that 150K is gone, right? You feel like shit. You wake up one morning and you're like, fuck right yeah right like let well, that let that sink in okay well but, that that morning happened over a year and a half because I, I could feel it okay so but <laughs> no. no okay so let's say right like anyone so they've failed at every other previous project before right or maybe they haven't failed but they ended up you know it was a draw right um you wake up tomorrow tomorrow morning want to get a hustle you want to go and do something to make your life better to make your family's life better, to make your kid's life better, your future better. What is one thing you would say right now? Wake up tomorrow and just start. Like, 
first thing I would do if you have any apologies to be made, make them. Clear your past, which will allow you to move freely in the future. And my example with that is if if I were to wake up at that time and mm-hmm. what happened was lost the money, unfortunately, I sat all three of them down and had a meeting. And it was probably one of the most painstaking, most difficult things I've ever had to do in my life is to tell somebody, hey, all that money you gave me that you believed in me, I lost it. But I'm so sorry for it. And like you guys, I thank them mm-hmm. for the opportunity. So first, clear your past. If you have anything holding you back for the future, if you have, oh, well, I was raised bad. Hey, I had this going on. You have to burn your past. And I highly recommend you listen to Erwin McManus because he talks a lot about that. Is In order for you to succeed in your future, you have to eliminate your past. I'm going to agree with that. You do. Yeah, you have to. Time. 100%. So that, that would be my, my, my suggestion and leading point is if you don't burn it, you will always carry that burden or whatever burden you make it yeah. in the future, which will prevent you from getting anywhere. Or it's going to be very so, difficult. And it's, especially if you know that people have forgiven you, even if you know, like if a person has passed on or whatever, like if, you know, if the situation doesn't exist out there in the real world anymore, right? Like I, yeah. it's still so important for you to like, you know, do do something symbolic, you know? lay some flowers or throw a fucking rock off a cliff, like whatever it might be. And just say like, from this point on it changes. Yeah. Right. And I, I honestly think that's probably one of the most powerful things that you can do in order to move forward is to forgive your past, get over whatever it was, even if it take if it takes a day, if it takes a week, whatever it is, but say at the end of this period of time, Mm -hmm. I forgive myself. I forgive anyone who's wronged me, you know, from this point forward, I'm a new, I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. I have things I want to achieve and it's time to get started. Yeah. And in one of the books that I listen to every morning, it says, uh, for those that treat you with hate today, we'll give you a million dollars tomorrow. And it's the same thing. And you have to treat them with respect. So if somebody gives you, if somebody is just a dick to you today, you got to give them all the respect as if they didn't treat you like a dick yesterday, shake it off. Yesterday is is in the debt is is it in the past? Let the past be dead, like yeah. literally. Um, but like everybody's gone through hard shit. Everybody has their own story. What's the cliche saying? Is you're dealt your everybody's dealt their own hand, and it's so cliche, but it's true. Like, don't try to make your life or your past situations worse than somebody else's, or compare my past no, versus yours. Not. Yeah, like, dude. Everybody is dealt a different hand and you have to take whatever you are given. Either you can hold on to it the rest of your life and oh pity me, or you can get rid of it and burn it in the past and create something for your future. Like one of my, my favorite stories are when people talk about like immigrants coming over here from like mm-hmm. Europe and stuff and creating a name for themselves and having nothing, literally nothing. Yeah. Like they have them and their 10 brothers in an apartment room with their mom, their dad left them. And they end up making this multi-million dollar business. Yeah. Okay. They look at what they went through. Seriously. You know, like what's your chose, excuse? They could have chosen anything. What's your you excuse? Know? It's it's just what you share today on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What was it like? Uh, yeah, so I I listened to a book on tape because I enjoy doing it. Into thin air. So it's a yeah. it's a story about journeying up to Mount Everest to reach the summit, and uh, man, it's like it's a sad story. It was like in the like early '90s, and some like like a third of the hikers basically died, right? And hearing the story about like how you know he's radioing back, oh yeah, it's all good. I'll be back in the morning, and like. Yeah, it's a little cold. I I lost feeling in my fingertips. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm, like, happy that I'm warm. I'm happy that we have electricity and that I, you know, I can plug my phone into a wall and, like, get lost in entertainment for a while. Like, right. you know? You like, bed- all that, dude, it, yeah. You have a bed to sleep Gratitude, in. Gratitude, big time, a, man. You have a roof over your head. You have think like, I, like, every morning I pray for this stuff. I'm like, we have fingers. Bro, imagine losing a finger. I know. Or like a toe. Like, I know it sounds so small, but like, dude, that would affect a ton. It would. So it's like, you have everything. What is there to be? A, it, yeah. Obviously, of course, you have things that go out of your life. Like, some days you're in a good mood. Some days you're in a bad mood. But like, still, be And thankful, you're allowed to be, but. Right. And appreciative every single day. Yes. You know, and just eliminate your past because you're alive today. If life was so bad, you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to make yourself dead by dreading the past. Yeah. You know, just so that would be my obviously long story short, like that would be my takeaway is if you want to create anything for yourself, if you want to create a name for yourself and you had a bad upbringing or you have a past that was not the greatest. And if you carry that, you will not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a doubter. I don't want to be pointed fingers, but you're going to make it very difficult for yourself yeah. to get anywhere in life. You're going to play victim card. This happened to me. I can't do this. I can't do that. You're the one making excuses with those I can'ts. And this happened to me. That's why I can't do this. Yeah. Burn it. Get rid of it. You're alive. Wake up burn the next it. day. Get it done and so get it out of here. To end it, burn your past. Today's a new day. Get this, started. Get started. Fuck yeah. This show was brought to you by Viper Energy. <laughs> Look right over at that camera. Viper Energy is an all-natural energy drink. Branded under the Viper brand. We are launching this on May 17th, 2023. So the difference of Viper Energy versus the plethora of other energy drinks out there is this doesn't contain garbage. You have Prime Energy, Red Bull, Monster, Bang, uh, Ghost Energy that everybody loves. They all have artificial ingredients, every single one of them. They have sucralose, ASK, they have sodium benzoate. All those ingredients are artificial and preservatives and they are terrible for you. Even Celsius. Celsius has preservatives and artificial flavors also. Viper Energy does not. It has all essential amino acids. It has uh, vitamin Cs, vitamin Bs, vitamin Ds, magnesium, zinc, and it has L-theanine, which is a nootropic. When you mix that with caffeine, you are absolutely dialed. Viper Energy coming May 17th, 2023. Limited supply in the first run, so get yours while you can.